And in 1 John, when he was writing the letter, this is what he was trying to protect when he was writing uh, this letter to these believers, and that's what we're working on. I thought, well, what should I preach on this Sunday? Because uh, every, everything's, you know, everybody's nervous about stuff. And, I'm, you know, the Lord said, just continue to do what you're doing. Uh, just continue to preach through First uh, John. And so that's what we're going to do. So grab your Bibles and go to First John. And remember, he was trying to protect the gospel. The Gnostics were coming in and they were saying, there's no way uh, that, I keep on repeating that because I want you to understand, this is what they're battling. There was no way that God could, spirit, which is all good, could enter into flesh, which is all evil. Therefore, you can just continue your life because there's nothing good about flesh. So sin, uh, sin still is a part of, of your life, which is true, but they were saying, do whatever you want. And so he was trying to protect the gospel that said, Jesus had to come to this earth to die for our sin so that we could have eternal life with him and hope while we live, in, live on the earth. And so this was being distorted, and this is what he's writing about. And we looked, and we're in, uh, actually, we're in John, First uh, John chapter 4, and we're looking at about six verses uh, for today, uh, which is plenty with what we need to talk about. We're going to look at First John uh, 4, 1 through 6. Hey, could you turn on the rest of the lights for me? And let's all stand uh, in honor to God and his wonderful word that he left us to give us hope, to give us joy, and uh, to remind us of the future that we have. First John chapter 4, beginning with verse uh, 1. Belie Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Now it's not talking about uh, just the Antichrist being Satan. It's talking about Antichrist. We look at it as just the devil. It's anybody or any person that does not believe in what he's talking about. The death, burial, and resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. The Antichrist of which you have heard that is coming and now is already in the world. You are from God, little children. Now, listen to this. Pay attention close. It's like if he were writing it to you today, he'd say this. You are from God, little children, and you have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. And the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. It is very easy for people to talk us into things that we know are not true. We must never sway from the gospel of truth. Let's be seated. I want to go over and go through my nerdy part. Some of you go, I like your nerdy part. Uh, and kind of hit on some Greek words that we'll be going over through this scripture. First John. First of all, it's this word to test or prove. Uh, when you look at this, this Greek word refers uh, basically to, uh, uh, I can't even say the word, a metallurgist who is assessing metals or tests the purity of the value. When this Greek word is used, here's what it's talking about. It's talking to somebody that, that takes these 
this metal and they find out what's in it and they go through a process of purifying it. So what you and I have to do when we hear things, which we're going to hear them now because everything is going on. I really believe this was planned months ago for this message. But here's the thing, isn't it, isn't it not funny, but isn't it amazing how God is so timely to say all the things you're hearing about the end of the world, all the things you're hearing about what people say or what people are teaching that cause fear, that cause trembling, even those who say the end is near. Remember we talked about this? The end has been near forever. Okay, the end is going to be near when we're all dead. Okay, and we're all with God. And if God still hadn't come back, the end will be near. God wants us in that place to understand, to walk toward Him, toward all these times. But this thing, when it says test and approve, is listen. It takes a while to understand what, what's pure, what's true, what's right. That's why I say if you go in and go, well, I don't read on that on the internet. Always go to what about whatever site you go to. You think they can quote scripture? Go to about. And if it's anything other than Jesus Christ, him crucified, your only hope, everything else, if it's not that, they're lying to you. And then there's those who love to, love to do a scripture twisting that we need to be very, very aware of. So email me all you want, because I'm not going to tell you a lie. I'm going to tell you what the word says. I'm not going to add to the truth. I'm going to leave the truth just as it is. But that's what this word means. The next word I want to look at is this megas, this great, uh, this great, it means to be loud, to to uh, almost to, to yell. And that's this word uh, that we'll, we've, we've seen used. And what it means is that, uh, it, it, I love that, is we get the megas. You see how that word comes, that it's loud, it's great, it's very sounding. And that's our, that's our Lord. Then this word is that there were calls, there are people that are causing you to be deceived. Remember, I keep on saying that word comes up a lot, and it means a wandering. When you see the word deception, you can also look at this Greek word and you say it's error. When it says, we know the difference, on the verse, uh, verse 6 it says, you will know the difference between f- truth and error. That's what this word is. You may see error, but it's also a wandering. You may see truth and deception. And I love that view of wondering because we know that those who wonder, that word wonder means to look around or to walk around aimlessly. And that's what we see during times like this. People are aimless. People are wondering. They're deceived. And you've got to be very, very careful about that. So I think it's timely that this, these six verses uh, came up and that we could take a look at it. I love what John MacArthur, I don't, and here's the thing, whenever I quote somebody up here, it's because I love that quote, it doesn't mean that I agree with them 100%. There are many things that I don't agree with John MacArthur, but uh, he's a great etymologist, he's a great theologian, we don't see eye to eye on things, if those of you who are, uh, uh, who are big people that read this stuff, but he said this, truth mixed with error is usually far more effective and far more destructive than a straightforward contradiction of the truth. Isn't that true? Truth mixed with this error mixed in, you put a little emotion in it, you put a little untruth into the truth, you add a little bit more untruth into that untruth, and somebody can look at you and say, you're going to die. But if somebody mixes around and says, you know, that could kill you, or that could kill you, and then you become fearful, that's worse than somebody saying, hey, you're going to die. Somebody look at me and say, hey, you're going to die, I'm going to go, okay. But if somebody said, hey, you know, every little W.E. kills you. And did you know that chocolate does this to you? And did you know that caffeine? And they add to it. And now you got, start going, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. Then when I think of heaven, I go, okay, more chocolate, more Little Debbie's. All right, here we go. 
Y'all know my philosophy is uh, uh, people say, you need to eat more lettuce. I, I, I always wanted to make a T-shirt, which I don't believe this, but it's just fun. I always wanted to make a T-shirt that said, uh, eat beef, uh, run toward God, eat lettuce, run away. I mean, it's going to make you live longer, so you're running away from Jesus. So, no, don't live under that philosophy. That's just fun. All right, here we go. So, I want you to learn this. That this is, these are the things that I learned very quickly from these verses that I see. Remember, everything that we read, John had said it uh, early on in chapter 1. It says the Holy Spirit, or chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is the one. You don't need this grand teacher, okay, uh, this guru in front of your life. Truth will speak for itself, and if you listen and abide in the Holy Spirit then he will teach you the truth. Education is good. Theology education is good. But God can also teach you the basics of what's going on in the Scripture if we had no education, if we had nothing. So I want you to see that, first of all, when you come to know Christ, he's trying to protect the gospel. He says, once you come to know him, once you believe that he died for you on the cross, what you have tasted is you've tasted and you've seen that God is good. It's that old psalm. Taste and see that God is good. And once we taste it, we go, wow, some of you cried like babies and you don't know why because your life intersected with Jesus Christ. You didn't understand it fully. You didn't. You didn't even understand that you accepting him came from the grace of God. That you even walking toward him, thinking about him, that conviction came from God through the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. You had no idea of that. You had no idea of how to live. So that's why when you came to know Christ, you cried like a baby or you felt something different. You couldn't explain it. That's because you tasted it and it was good. Could you describe the good? No. It's like eating something and you go, man, I love this. And you don't even know what you're eating. You know it has sugar. You know it's sweet. But you don't know what's in there. You don't know what's in there. But you've tasted it. And then people start telling you, ooh. Some of you have eaten food, and just like I have, they go, taste this. And it's, you eat it, and you go, oh, my gosh, that's wonderful. God, what is that? And then they tell you, go, oh, my gosh, I hate that stuff. You ever done that? I don't like that stuff. Well, it's because you didn't know all what was in it, but then all of a sudden that knowledge. So what happens is you taste and see, and what you tasted was the gospel, which he's trying to protect, Right? So you've tasted it and said, gosh, God is good. And then you get to know these things. This scripture right here is telling us the next thing. To test and see if it's of God. And that's what many of us don't, don't do. And I could quote all sorts of verses, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I just really want to get there quickly. to understand? He said, I want you to test it. I want you to step up and work it just a little bit. I want you to test it, remember? I want you to take whatever you heard, and I want you to put it into this big old vat, and I want you to let the impurities that are not of God come out of it. Right? That's why at Carpenter's Way, I always said, we will not be religious, and we will not be stuck in tradition, because many of the things people fight about in churches, many of the things that people say, well, I believe this, has nothing to do with the truth of the gospel. It's the way you were raised, and it's the, what you prefer, right? Most churches do not split on doctrinal issues. They split on personal preference. And let me help, help you understand something. I always tell you this. Truth, aletheia, the Greek word truth, everything solid, valid, and sure, truth has no room for preference. And people leave the church because they didn't like certain things the way they were, or they say, well, I just don't agree with that, or I don't like those songs, I don't like, that's, that's, let me tell you what that is, they have not sifted what they're in, right? They just believed this lie. It was, they were deceived by tradition. 
Now, I'm okay with tradition as long as it does not, what? Tear you away from truth. We cannot replace the truth of God with our preferences because that's what we prefer. That's why I always tell y'all, if you raise your hand, raise your hand. If you don't, you don't. If you want to sit, sit. If you want to stand, stand. If you want to kneel, kneel. Leave each other alone. Just because they're not looking up and raising their hand doesn't mean they're not spiritual. Let them worship in the way that God wants them to worship. Right? And that's what happened is some people will say, well, your church is dead because y'all don't, I don't see. Right? Man, I don't see your minds right now. I could look at you and say, I could, I could say, I want to tell you something. Y'all are all bored with this. You're not even listening. Well, would that be true? Some of you, yes. You're thinking about lunch. Right? You're wondering if you left the iron on at home. Did you set the, did you set the oven and, and know that it's going to come on? Or are you going to go home to your cold meal? Right? I don't know what you're thinking. But I'm pouring out truth, and I'm hoping that you're focused. We can't, we, can't, we can't be deceived by what we think is truth. So I want you to know he's sitting there, and when he said, listen, I want you to, to test the spirits to see whether they are from God because many false prophets. So if somebody says, my grandmother visited me the other day and gave me a message, I'm going to go, okay, that doesn't align with truth, so I'm going to look at you along with my gospel and say your grandmother did not visit you. More than likely, God could have sent something, an angel to visit you, but it wasn't your grandmother because according to Scripture, your grandmother's in heaven and she has no reason to want to come down here. If there's no pain, there's no sorrow in heaven, why would, you, why would she or he say, oh, i got to go tell them? They're so focused on Jesus, they honestly, I hate to hurt your feelings. Your meemaw loved you, your papa loved you, your dad loved you. Your, your, whoever is that, I'm, they're, not, they're not trying to speak to you. That's God sending his angels to speak to you. Anything other than an angel is, I believe, of Satan. And we entertain. We, we entertain demons unaware. And God says, you entertain what? Entertain what? Angels unaware. So be very careful. If it doesn't mean the truth, it's easy for me. People say, oh, my, they got wings. I'm going, no, they didn't get wings. They didn't get wings. And, you, and I know some of us are like, well, you know, they mean well. Meaning well does not mix with truth sometimes. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. I want you to understand that God wants you not to be deceived. See, some of you are here and you're visiting and you're going, so you just kind of made fun of what I said. I'm not making fun of you, but I will not bow down to make you feel good because I want you to know the truth. That if that person that you love dearly is in, it was a Christian, if they knew Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, if they confessed it, they're in heaven and they have no need to come down here. Right? All right. Next thing he says is, well, taste and see what is good. Well, what do they believe? Look at this. What do they believe? Where did they get their information? When did it change their life? And how did it change their behavior? And that's when you go, well, how do I know if this is true? Well, there it is. What do they believe? Tell me what you believe. Also, where did they get their information? Where did you find this information? Well, I was on the Internet, and I looked it up on uh, GoSatan.com, and it was really, really, it, it really matched with the truth. You know, and you go, okay. And also, I want to know, uh, when did they get their information, and, or, or when did it change their life? I want to hear about a life change, how this really changed you. And if Christ is not in any of this, it's not the truth. And he said, be very, very mindful of that. Test it and see. And then 
I love this. Our adversary and those that don't confess Christ and are of the world are gifted at crafting lies. You have to understand that. You ever know people that like to craft lies? There are some, and maybe you're one of them. You can even craft lies for yourself. You can say, well, I did this because of this, and you didn't do that because of that. You did it because you were selfish, right? We are easy. We can, we can craft lies to ourselves. We can, we, can self, we can self-motivate, but we can also be self-deceptive if we're not careful. He said, test the spirits. So all this time, I'm guaranteeing you, I've already seen things. Oh, this book was written, and they said this, and they said that. Oh, this is, everybody's going to say, oh, this is pestilences from God. Oh, God's getting mad at his people. I am, uh, I am, if you know Jesus Christ, we are no longer under the wrath of God. So therefore, anything that happens to this world is something that gives you more opportunity to share the gospel, to be the gospel. But I don't fear. I do not fear. And I'm talking about anything. Fear of, 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 of divorce. I'm not just talking about uh, this virus. I'm talking about anything. Fear of job loss. Fear of your father. Just picture yourself standing under the wings. You know, we can be very, very deceptive at crafting lies. You know, one day I was, when I was a kid, I don't even know how old I was, I used to play with uh, seeds, the, like the chinaberry seeds. We didn't have a lot, and so I would make armies. You ever, did y'all do that when you were growing up? Anybody in here? You know, those little white berries, little seeds that come out of the china berries, and some of them were white, and some of them were old, and they were dark. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see them all. You step on them. But we would make, we would make, uh, we would have wars with one another, and we got a rock. I'm not kidding you. We got a rock, and me and my buddies, and say, okay, and I would try to get all the white because white's good, good guys, and I'd try to get all those white berries. And they had all those, you know, purplish, black ones. And, and we would put our men, we, we would line and say, we're going to meet. And we'd start in three different places. And we'd take one from the back to the front. And our armies would meet at this situation. And we said, okay, how many hits we get? And we said, four. And so you got a rock. And then you got to hit theirs one time and you're done. And then whoever had all the seeds left was the winner. The most seeds left was the winner. Now that's fun. You can't do that on an iPad, all right? So we would do that, and it was our way. One day I had those seeds in my hand, and I must have stuck something in my mouth that I was eating. And my neighbor, there were some neighbor kids. They said, hey, what are you doing? And I walked over, and I had my seeds in my hand, and I was eating. He said, what you eating? And I went, he said, can I have one? Before I could answer him, and he looked down at my hand, holding these seeds. And the natural evilness came out into me. And I did. I said, because he was looking at it. I didn't tell him what I was eating, but I went, yeah. <laughs> he stuck his little hand through the fence, and he took about three seeds, and he goes, they really taste bad. And I said, I like mine. <laughs> but I remember walking away going, why did I do that? Because I'm evil, you know, because I, I had this sinful nature in me, and I deceived him. Be careful. You laugh at that, but we can be deceived in lots of different ways, all right? And so the next thing is toss and see darkness flee. Once we taste and see that God is good, then what happens is we test to make sure. And whatever we brought into our life, and it, now listen to me. Everybody look right here at me because there's some of you that are holding on to things that are preference or that are untruths, not even attached to the gospel, and you need to toss them out. They're evil. Right? It's evil. It's just, it's, it's fleshly. It can't even be evil, but it's fleshly. Right? Just toss it out. 
So when you taste it, it's good, and then you test it. And after you test it, that's what he's saying. Toss it. If it's no longer truth, toss it. There are many things that people say the Bible says that the Bible doesn't say. Right? And again, email me. Text me. I'll tell you if it's true or not. All right? So toss the darkness. Some of you need to toss some untruths out. Some of you need to toss that you're not good enough. Some of you need to toss that uh, your boss actually pays your bills when in reality you look to the Father to pay your bills, not your boss. Well, just do your job. Remember he said do your work as unto the Lord, not as unto your boss. And if you do it as unto the Lord, it'll be better than what your boss wants. And if you do that, God will provide for you. Some of you out there, so, so much out there trying to, to make sure everybody else is happy. And God's going, no, 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 I want you to, be, I want you to make me happy. If you make me happy and live, my, live your life for me, I'm going. So toss that out. Toss that untruth out. Nobody could ever love me. Toss that truth out. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. Amen. I want you to know. Toss it. Then he said, lastly, he said, tend and see the truth sets free. Tend to the truth. In April, uh, when we start, uh, when we do uh, Easter, we are going to really delve into this understanding of abiding and remaining. I hope you'll be here. Uh, God's been working on my heart since January on this. And I believe abiding and remaining is what allows us that we tend to the truth. Does that make sense? We tend to our spiritual lives. We tend to the Bible. We tend to what we put in our minds. And we tend, we will find that when we tend to it and see it, and we see truth, and we know it sets us free. All right? Well, I'm going to pray for you, and I'll pray over you, and then we're going to be dismissed. And I want you to know, don't worry. God is good, right? And he'll provide for us. We're going to keep you up to date with what's going on around here. And again, hopefully by Jason, am I correct? We'll be able to put things online if all of a sudden we get there. Hey, love one to take care of. Look out for it. Look out for your neighbors. Look out for the elderly, okay? The single moms, right? Single dads that just need a little extra help, all right? And let's pray together and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for your provision. And just for a moment, we just want to be still, Lord, and listen to you. And let our hearts think about, are we being deceived? That we would test things and know your truth. Strengthen us where we're weak. We love you, Jesus. And we say to you, you're the best thing that ever happened to our lives. We love you. Help us to do things that would please your heart. Holy Spirit, let us not hinder the work of what you want to happen in our lives. Father, I've tasted and seen you are good. Help me to test and see what's bad. And Father, I pray that you would help all of us to walk closer and abide to you and your truth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, y'all have a great, great week. God bless you, and we'll see you next week, okay?